Welcome back to Bacoa's Redefining Aging Podcast. I am your host, Matt Downing, and today I'm going to be sitting down with Carrie Stanley, the owner of Vitalize Home Therapy, to discuss her work as an occupational therapist, how to safely age in place, and the Skills to Care program. As always, you can support the many older adults in our community that are relying on Bacoa services by visiting our website at www.bacoa.org. That's www.bacoa.org. Now, here's my conversation with Carrie. Okay, so I'm here with Carrie Stanley, who is an occupational therapist and owner of Vitalize Home Therapy. Carrie provides mobile Medicare Part B services specializing in aging in place, Parkinson's, and dementia care. Thank you for joining me, Carrie. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Matt. I guess we can just get started by just telling me about your role as an occupational therapist and then tell me um, you got started with Vitalize Home Therapy. Of course. So occupational therapists, we actually work with people across the lifespan and in a multitude of different settings. So occupational therapy can look very different um, depending on, you know, who you're working with, where, where you're working with folks. So I can tell you a little bit about occupational therapy, working with older adults, as that's my area of specialty. Generally though, occupational therapists, we collaborate with patients and clients um, and family members. We are are looking to um, help them identify goals related to their ability to participate in a way that they find meaningful in their daily occupations. So that's where the term occupational therapy comes from. It has nothing to do with work-related, though in some cases it can, but the occupational therapy part refers back to our daily occupations. So things like self-care tasks, home care tasks, leisure activities. And our goal is to help people enhance their abilities to participate in those tasks, maintain those abilities for as long as possible, and help families and caregivers and care partners, if they're involved as well, support the individual. Occupational therapists, I think our key role and our specialty is focusing on the interactions between the person, the task that they're trying to complete, and the environment. So we look at each of those things. We do some activity analysis, as we call it. So we do sort of a deep look into what is going on with that person, what they're wanting to do, and look for ways to enhance skills, to modify things. So in terms of the person, you know, traditional therapy looks like strengthening, right? If something's weak, we're going to help strengthen those muscles and sort of modify the person so that they're stronger and better able to do things. That can work with cognitive tasks as well. Um, working on building up cognitive skills, um, memory skills, things like that. We look at the task. So sometimes, you know, we might have to say, okay, somebody is working on, you know, needing to be able to get in the shower, to get dressed, things like that. How do we set up that task so that they're able to do it as independently as possible, as easily as possible, as safely as possible? Sometimes we have to change the order of things or the timing when that task takes place to take advantage of you know, the person's best ability. And then the environment. So that sometimes looks like you know making big structural changes. It, it can be that, like home modifications and things. Sometimes it's smaller changes, looking at lighting, looking at where you're placing items so they're within easier reach and things like that. And I think you had asked too how I found it vitalized. So I've been an occupational therapist for over 20 years and I've worked in a lot of traditional healthcare settings. I worked for a while in long-term care facilities. And then the bulk of my work though was home health. So I was a home health therapist for 
almost about 15 years. And I loved the work. I loved working um, with folks one-on-one and I loved working with them in their homes because we get to be really practical. We're not simulating anything at home. We're looking at real world problems and things that folks are dealing with um, in their everyday lives. But unfortunately, there's a lot of constraints in our traditional healthcare models here in the U.S. And I felt like I often saw folks who needed either more from me or needed different types of services that were perhaps outside that narrow scope of home health. So I learned that as an outpatient provider, I can actually see individuals in their homes. So I found Vitalize about two years ago, just to be able to provide services that are a little more comprehensive, sometimes a little more you know, ongoing. Um, we do see folks for maintenance therapy um, when they have chronic conditions and can stay involved a bit longer, um, but still you know, working within the Medicare and other insurance providers. That's great. You had mentioned home safety modifications. And I think what's really great about your work is the ability to go into the home and help older adults. Could you talk about just for anyone that might not know um, what the idea of aging in place is and how maybe your role helps older adults do that? Yeah, absolutely. So aging in place, big picture is just people being able to remain in the home of their choice, caring for themselves as best as they are able for as long as possible. You know, it's highly individualized, obviously, what one person, you know, everyone has a different idea of what home is for them and what that looks like. But the nice thing about occupational therapy is that is really what we do. We work with individuals on their specific goals, you know, what aging in place looks like for them. And again, systematically look at those things, you know, what deficits might they be dealing with? What strengths do they have? And how do we look at those things and as that relates to their environment and the daily tasks that they're completing. And, you know, how can we change things if needed? Part of it is safety related, obviously, but part of it is just enhancing function too. We often, particularly when folks have been in a home for quite some time, you know, you have things set up maybe the way they worked for you 15 or 20 years ago. But if your eyesight has changed or your ability to reach for things has changed, sometimes we need to make some changes to that environment and how we're doing things to better support us. What are some of the modifications that people can make either for safety or like you said, just to enhance um, their ability to do different things as they age? Yeah, absolutely. Safety wise, we know that unfortunately falls are a big concern in terms of safety. So the majority of falls do occur at home. And of those falls, the majority occurs either stairs, bedrooms, and bathrooms. So we want to be looking at, you know, particularly the stairs, are they in good repair? You know, is there good lighting? We want to make sure people are maintaining clear pathways. Oftentimes, a simple thing is just putting up a second handrail on the stairs so that folks have a handrail on either side and they're not trying to hold on just one way. Little motion detector lights that you can just pop on the wall. So it's not that you have to have an electrician come out and wire in lighting, though certainly that's an option, but they have great just little motion detector lights that are battery operated that you can just stick on the wall, um, which are really nice. Oftentimes, sometimes we'll look at, again, safety related, but also some sort of enhancing your ability to participate is, you know, maybe relocating to a first floor um, so that you're not going up and down the stairs. I know like here in Chicago, that's often an issue because a lot of homes you know, bathrooms might not be on the first floor. And so sometimes there are some things we have to look at. But a lot of the changes that we recommend are often more minor than, you know, the big things. So it is, it's looking at, you know, your lighting, it's looking at uh, surface height. So making sure that you can reach the things you need to reach. They're not too high or conversely, they're not too low. 
Um, I often talk a lot with people about leaving out frequently used items. So you're not continuously having to go and drag out the pot that you use each day to, you know, heat up water for your, your oatmeal or whatever it might be. And just looking at changing up the environment so that it really works for you. What are the things that you really want to be able to do and need to do? And how can we set all those things up to work for you? So it's kind of the key to aging in place. Yeah. And it, it sounds like those small things really can add up to, to make a big difference when we're talking about safety. Uh, one of the things I think you had talked at, at another BACOA program about um, skills to care. Um, could mm -hmm. you tell me what that is and, and just kind of explain it for us? Absolutely. Yeah. So Skills to Care is an evidence-based program. It's included in the best practice caregiving. It's kind of a guide that best practice caregiving has gone through and sort of systematically looked at different programs supporting persons with dementia and their care partners and sort of has listed all of those that have a solid evidence base, have research behind them and are most effective. So definitely evidence-based program. And it really is for supporting persons with dementia and their care partners. So whether those care partners are family members or paid care, you know, caregivers, what the program looks at, its main focus is on managing behavioral symptoms that might come along with dementia. So things like resisting care, Sometimes, unfortunately, there might be aggression, wandering, lack of engagement, those types of um, neurocognitive behaviors that sometimes come along with dementia. The program looks at slowing the functional decline of persons living with dementia. So we know that there are lots of things that maybe aren't considered necessarily treatments yet, but we know that there are things that can help slow the cognitive decline and can relatedly the functional decline for persons who do have dementia. So we work on making sure people have the physical activity in their daily routines, social engagement, cognitive, you know, stimulating activities as part of their daily routine, helping them to manage chronic conditions, um, things like high blood pressure or diabetes, making sure folks are getting good nutrition and good sleep. So we work with the individual with dementia and their care partners to make sure those things are all part of the daily routine to help slow that um, decline. And then helping the care partners cope with the stress that can sometimes come along with caring for someone with dementia. So the program is um, delivered by occupational therapists. It is typically covered by insurance, which is the good news. Uh, and it's a kind of a systematic problem solving approach where we take we, you know, one concern at a time um, after we've identified them and again, identified them from the care partner and the individual's perspective. It's not from my perspective as the therapist. What is problematic for one person? Other folks, you know, have no problem with it. So it's really what are those things in their day-to-day -day life um, that they're finding challenging? We systematically go through those things, problem solve through them, set up strategies. And the ultimate goal is that the care partners feel empowered at the end of the work to really know more about caring for that person. And they can then take those steps because they sort of become very second nature of, okay, here's the thing I'm dealing with. All right, I need to step back and go through these problem solving steps. And I know these are some strategies that work and they can then apply those to new things as they come up. That That's so great to hear um, that it's sometimes covered by insurance. That's, that's huge. Um, yeah, no, it is. Um, for... Uh, care partners, if they're looking for something like this as as a resource, um, should they just be working directly with um, an occupational therapist or like Vitalize Home Therapy? Yeah, and for the Skills to Care program is sort of unique in that it's specifically designed to be delivered by occupational therapists. 
because it has such a focus on those primary skills that we have as therapists of activity analysis and looking at that interaction between the person, the environment, and the task. So yeah, it's a great option. I think the experience I have is that care partners um, really walk away feeling that they have improved skills to take care of the person in their life. And I think it's also important that we sometimes just touch on, you know, that things are are going to be okay and that I think a lot of times care partners put extra stress on themselves that they things need to be done in a certain way and all these things that they need to do and have to do. And sometimes it's helpful to take a step back and focus on the really important things and know that it's okay to let some other things go. Um, so yeah, working with an occupational therapist, my practice, Vitalize Home Therapy, we certainly deliver the skills to care program. It's limited in that there are, it's a new, well, it's not a newer program. It's actually been around for a while, but in terms of it getting rolled out to more and more therapists providing it. So we happen to be one of the few providers here in Illinois at the moment. That, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I know the stress that a lot of care partners and caregivers feel, especially caring for an individual with dementia, it is very difficult at times. So just having that support system and having someone to talk to to work these things out really sounds like it's great. I think those were my uh, biggest questions for you, but I just wanted to know if you had any other advice for listeners as far as um, resources, how to find Vitalized Home Therapy, how to find you and where your services are throughout Chicagoland. Yeah, absolutely. So we do have a website. Uh, it's vitalizeathome.com. And typically, if we're providing services um, through insurance, we do work with the physician, whether it's the neurologist or just the primary physician um, to get a referral, but we certainly help with that. Our services take place, as I mentioned, in the home. So geographically wise, we serve the near south side of Chicago, through downtown, up through near north suburbs, you know, Glenview, Evanston, Skokie, Northbrook, um, those areas for the in-home services. We do cover a wider range of Chicagoland through telehealth services. So I do always like to provide an in-person evaluation and assessment um, because it really does help ground what we're going to be working on. If I've actually been there in the home to see things and meet the individual and do some cognitive functional testing. But um, after that, we can offer follow-up telehealth visits with the care partners. And with the Skills to Care program, that is actually pretty effective because our work um, with the care partner tends to be sort of sitting down, having a conversation, problem solving, which we can do via telehealth or in person. I mean, just making it more accessible uh, for, for a lot of people. Yeah, especially for folks, if it's maybe like an adult child um, of someone. And so they're at work, we, we can offer like early evening appointments and things like that. So... Awesome. Well, thank you for uh, talking to us, Carrie. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all the the great work you're doing, uh, working with older adults. And yeah, thanks for coming in. My pleasure, Matt. Thank you for having me. That's our podcast for today. Thank you so much to our guest, Carrie Stanley. And don't forget to visit www.bacoa.org. That's www.bacoa.org to learn more about our services and support our older adult and caregiver programs.